0: Hello, listeners. Today's episode is brought to you by HarperDB. You may recognize the name HarperDB from my interview with Kyle Bernhardy in Season 5. HarperDB touts simplicity without sacrifice. HarperDB's global application platform makes product innovation easier, user experience better, and saves companies millions. Check out the product at HarperDB.io. Well, today I have Jackson Rep on the show, the head of product for HarperDB. He has 25 years of experience in architecting, designing, and developing enterprise software. He's founded three tech startups and has consulted on multiple IoT and digital transform initiatives. Jackson, thank you so much for being on the show today.
1: Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Before we go too far, tell me a little bit more about you. I like to call myself a partially reformed developer. With a liberal arts degree from a state university who got in on the ground floor, Gladwell outlier style at exactly the right moment when we were building sites that you could probably build in WordPress in an hour, and we were getting to charge a million dollars for them. So it seemed like a really nice way to make money for somebody whose other employment options were decidedly more liberal artsy. It sort of bridged the gap between art in terms of user interface and user experience and technology in terms of storing and persisting data and delivering functionality. Uh, we weren't building anything fancy back then, but these were the first websites out on the internet.
0: So it sounds like it was pretty opportunistic then. That's that's really cool. It's it's really interesting to think about you know what we can do today in five minutes in a WordPress site versus what it took to do it before. It was a Herculean effort before the frameworks were out.
1: Absolutely. And when you consider what truly drives a lot of the most popular applications like Google the massive level of data and indexing and intelligently being able to access every published word on the internet in a matter of you know a few milliseconds is is a truly astounding you know journey from from where we started where there was a server and it served you the images and the functions and the data and and god forbid 100 people tried to access it cuz then then everything failed well, well, tell me how you got involved with your current venture with HarperDB. Sure, I was working at an IoT platform startup, and we were, we like to say we were database agnostic. The more I was focusing on the streaming aspect of the data and the and the modification in flight, the more I realized we were more database antagonistic. And I and I saw the writing on the wall. I was like, we need to integrate tightly with something that is has a very small footprint, is extremely efficient, is comfortable moving data around because this edge computing slash IoT appears to be the next and most sensible target for machine learning. And that's obviously that's built on data. Uh, so I started shopping around for a database that I could integrate into our platform. We were sort of a drag and drop, low-code environment. So I wrote a, a block for Harvard DB. And while I was doing that, I, I came across some outdated documentation. Here, let me rewrite this and send this off to them. Um, they actually had a job posting and, and talked to them just initially, one, one interview. And I found a couple other things as I was trying to integrate it into a high-volume uh, system. And eventually they invited me in for an interview. We were just closing down and becoming a remote company for the IoT platform. And I needed to not be in my office or not be in my home with my children during the day. And HarperDB offered me uh, the opportunity to come work for them part-time, but give me office full-time. From there, I became the first true power user of HarperDB. I I broke it every day and, and kind of got to tailor it to the sorts of real-world workloads and and use cases that that I had been seeing for decades in this you know digital industrial internet of Things uh, digital revolution it, it really fit the bill for a lot of the things we were doing in IOT and I think the challenge with that with the company that I was at is we were an entire platform that was demanding that you sort of change the way you work right and there's a lot of IoT developers, and they're very proficient with compact C code, and we were asking them to change how they work, move to this UI, move to a drag and drop system. It was very easy to sell to the executives, but there was so much pushback from you know the rank and file developers that we just couldn't seem to get traction. You know, as that wound down, I realized in HarperDB, we're not asking you to reinvent the wheel. We're using all of the pieces and parts that you're already super familiar with as a developer, but we're solving the problems of scale and speed to market and not requiring me to learn anything new or abandon the skills I've developed over, over time.
0: I mean, that sounds from a developer's perspective, that sounds like a, like a dream. So what are those problems that you set out to solve with scale? What, what are those, those problems that you're removing from the, uh, the app, the the application developers, you know, process?
1: One of the best examples of making things easy for developers was, was MongoDB and, and the concept of document stores, right? The, the idea that while you're developing an app and you don't really know what you don't know, it's the Rumsfeldian paradox. You, you're not sure what you're supposed to capture. So man, designing a database and defining all your columns and your and your data types and your and your lengths, and then having to go back and basically truncate and, and, and change the columns because you decided to add a form to a field. MongoDB like took that all away. Like everything just worked because it didn't care. As you grew, though, you started to realize that you know a couple of things. One, most data is inherently relational and not being able to do a join, a performant join in the database, having to use external tools like aggregates were a real massive change to the way we were used to getting data. So, so the idea that it a document store that wasn't able to fit with you know, the tools and languages and skill sets that I already had, all of a sudden, once I started to try to join data, was inhibiting. The next part was as you started to scale or do more complex operations, managing indexes was one of those things. I've worked at large you know, Fortune 50 companies where you know DBAs handled that. That's a full-time job for people. And if you've ever dealt with a DBA in, in a production environment and you needed to add an index or, add a, God forbid, add a column to, to a production database, it was the sort of thing where you kind of did it over the weekend and, and prayed that everything was back up and running full speed by Monday. It is understandably an incredibly stressful position when you're a DBA. And that is reflected in, and I don't want to generalize here, but generally, personality wise, they can be stubborn and resistant to, you know, sort of the speed that a lot of the rest of the business occasionally wants to move. I found myself in a position where my indexes weren't optimal and HarperDB. Indexes everything by default, leveraging a, a, a lightning fast uh, memory map key value store LMDB underneath of the HarperDB data model allows us to very, very quickly um, and without data duplication, create indexes on all those fields. So even if you don't know what you're after down the line, as you change those things, your application is going to remain performant and you're not constantly having that maintenance of are my indexes right? Am I taking up too much space? Am I am I as performant as I could possibly be? I.e., why are things slow? And and what are the 20 steps I could take to fix it versus why are things slow in HarperDB? And what are the two things I can look at? And ultimately that felt like a much better developer experience and one I wanted to help help craft.
0: The twenty things to do versus the two things to do sounds very like I feel at peace when you're describing that already. But okay, so that so it's interesting. So you you bring up speed, right? And and you know, I read on the site, right? You're claiming that HarperDB is the fastest, most connected data plat most connected data platform in the world. Thirty seven point nine times faster than Mongo, six point eight faster than Influx, five hundred eighty one percent faster than SQLite. So how? How is it so fast? Is it the is it the you know LMDB underskirting, undergirding, whatever, however you say that, or is there more to it?
1: There's a few things. One is the LMDB data store. And while there are certainly advantages of other key value stores like RocksDB, LMDB has an exceptionally good balance of read versus write, which was important for us because we wanted to focus on hybrid transactional analytical. You know, we want to be the one database you use for all of your transactions. And while RocksDB may have an advantage in write speed, which they, which we're pretty sure that they do, the reality is we can, we can fix or we can accommodate that through horizontal scale. You can have multiple nodes in a cluster and achieve whatever write speed you need, and then we'll handle the reconciliation of those writes within that cluster. We wanted a balance of read and write because we didn't know exactly what our users' use cases were going to be. You know, Distributed computing is not that widely adopted. Uh, distributed data is even less so. So when we're pushing one paradigm, we thought it'd be better to be balanced. That and the fact HarperDB being written in node.js, there was an exceptional node.js binding for LMDB, written by um, Chris Zip, a, a major open source software, Scion. and ultimately, uh, recently, he decided to come on board with us. it's It's one of those endorsements that you don't you're not looking for, you're not expecting. And then all of a sudden his resume comes in, and I'm like, well, we must be doing something right? Because the guy who literally underpins our technology says, you're the best implementation of it. It feels like we're on the right track.
0: So I'm curious, you know, I'm curious how you go about building your roadmap for HarperDB, right? How are you balancing customer feedback with future vision of the company? I always always find that really interesting, and I, feel, I find that everybody has their own unique formula for it.
1: When I got to HarperDB, the product roadmap was: let's stop crashing. Admittedly, this is three and a half years ago, and and we didn't have a rock-solid key value store underpinning us, and we were running into all sorts of problems. The data model was sound, just the storage layer was was deeply flawed. And as we moved out of that and started to do POCs for customers, a lot of it was very much customer-driven. None of us get to be Steve Jobs until you have at least most of the kinks worked out. At that point, you can kind of start telling the market what it needs, but we weren't there yet. So there were a lot of discussions around, I want an enterprise class feature set with snapshots and rollbacks and versioning and defined schemas versus a dynamic schema a la document store and um, an HTTP API rather than a pure driver-based interface. You know, simplicity and speed tends to win with us when when we're evaluating what the product roadmap is. Recently, with the invention of custom functions, which is our effectively API server that sits adjacent to our data store and has direct access to the data layer, so you're eliminating a hop between the API and the database itself. With that, all the questions that we were getting from customers, all of a sudden, with no latency between the API and and the data layer, the answer to every customer question became, yes, you can build a custom function for that. I can build a custom function that does that in 10 minutes. And here's a POC for you. Go ahead and tune it to your liking, extend it. And it really shifted our product roadmap from one of how many features can we jam into core and still feel good about maintaining and owning that functionality, versus how can we make this custom function platform as flexible and easy to use and extensible as possible. So we've executed machine learning on the edge using custom functions, classification and recommendation engines. And then we out- open source those and put the repositories up on GitHub. So you can get be up and running with a classification system in five minutes. It dramatically changes the game and allows us to pro- focus the product roadmap taking the simplicity of the platform that we've built and extending that to, you know, provisioning and DevOps and sort of a fully managed service, not even database as a service, a distributed compute platform as a service. So global footprint, click one button, and we will manage to your SLA in terms of response time and where your customers are. So we'll put as many servers as we need in all the locations where we need them. And we will manage that based on you need response times under 50 milliseconds, which means we're going to put you in lots of edge data centers or you know under half a second, which means big cloud data centers are fine, or under two milliseconds, which means we're going to extend to your premise and we're going to allow you to install HarperDB and extend that data fabric into your actual uh, IT closet um, so that users on-prem have you know two millisecond latency. Really, the product itself is solid. We're always improving things. We're always adding, you know, enterprise features, but our focus is always on speed and flexibility because that's ultimately the use case where we find the most adventurous forward-looking scaling industries.
0: So the product has come, you know, quite, quite far since the early days. And, you know, I hear you talking a lot about speed and mentioning a few things that I could probably extract the answer from this next question, but I want to, I want to open it up because I want to hear your thoughts. You know, what, what, why do you focus on areas like edge computing or machine learning? What what drives you to those areas with the product?
1: Well, one of the advantages of, of having a distributed platform, and, and, and one of the core advantages, is monolithic data stores are inherently difficult to scale. You can have you know, read-only replicas, but if you're going to handle volume, you inevitably scale vertically. And that's that's an exponential cost model. So when you start your company and you're on you know the free tier of AWS, um, everything's great. And then you need to add more users and it's fine. And then you get to a point where doubling the number of users, doubling your capacity is more than twice as expensive. Horizontal scale, however, adding nodes to a system. If you can handle 10,000 users with one node of HarperDB and that costs you $50 a month, and you can handle 20,000 users for $100 a month. It's a very, very linear scaling cost model, and it serves business well. If you fit into the paradigm of a distributed database that is asset compliant at the node level and, and eventually consistent across the cluster, then we are a great choice for not only your initial development efforts, but that point where scale becomes a challenge, we breeze right through that. You can always add more nodes, you can always vertically scale individual nodes, um, and you can always network them together in a way that puts your data where it's needed um, for the operations um, that you want to run against it. Okay, well, well, one more question,
0: Jackson. So, you know, you've got an upcoming release, I, I've, I've heard through the grapevine, you've got an upcoming release 4.0. Tell me about that release. What can we expect to see and what are you most excited about?
1: We have always used websockets to handle communication between uh, nodes of HarperDB. We built in engines for understanding if the connection was had been broken. We're going to start to queue up transactions that, once the trans- once the connection is back, we're going to push all of those connections across. And we've done you know, massive implementations of this distributed system for, for customers. We're on the order of billions of transactions a day across this distributed system. And we haven't seen a flaw, but ultimately WebSockets it is a fire and forget unless you want to build in an ack system to understand that the piece you have sent across the wire has arrived and has been recorded. We are stripping out all of our WebSockets and we've rebuilt our entire clustering mechanism on NATS with Jetstream, a very established open source platform. And Jetstream is their new streaming and persistent streams that allows exactly once guaranteed delivery. So exactly the sorts of things you'd want if you're a database that wants to push all the transactions um, across and know that they have been uh, recorded. So while we never ran into an enterprise deployment or a customer that ever called us and said, something's wrong, some of the data is dropping or not getting there, or... It's not arriving. We, we never ran into it, but in our theoretical model, that was the last piece you know, that caused this agita at night as we looked at an infinitely scalable system. So that was the part that we needed to solve for, and that's the part that 4.0 largely solves. In addition to a number of performance tweaks that we think are going to you know, raise our read and write count per second per node, but really an enter- enterprise class clustering that we know is absolutely bomb-proof. And we'll work on a global scale without error every time. Uh, That's that's the big thing that we're most excited about.
0: That's really, really great stuff. Well, Jackson, thank you for being on the show today and telling me all about HarperDB, the product, the problems you're solving with speed, and uh, the upcoming 4.0 release. I think it's super exciting. Again, thank you for being on the show today.
1: You're very welcome. Thank you for having me.
0: Super exciting stuff with Jackson from HarperDB. Really interesting stuff about the replacement of sockets with JetStream. Be sure to check out the product at harperdb.io. It allows you to innovate more easily through custom functions, auto-indexing, and dynamic schemas, eliminate latency, and provides a performant and cost-effective system at scale. Again, check out the product at harperdb.io.